Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Cocaine availability is at an unprecedented level in Europe with record seizures of the drug being recorded uh, we're being told. The European Monitoring Centre for Drugs and Drug Addiction that is, wait for it, the EMCDDA uh, also reports a continuing rise in the purity and potency of the main drugs cocaine, heroin, ecstasy and cannabis. Now the findings from the EMCDDA annual report comes as Ireland has recorded massive drug hauls this year. You'll have heard them in the news uh, here on Classic Hits, including six, uh, 62 kilos of cocaine and 93 kilos of cannabis herb at the end of June and 35 kilos of cocaine and 62 kilos of cannabis herb in April. Now, the European Drug Report 2020 found that 181 tonnes of cocaine were seized in Europe. Um, also, these bumper hauls of cocaine compared to average seizures of 50 to 70 tonnes over the previous eight years. So we've gone from 50 to 70 to 181 tonnes Ireland has the joint third highest number, you would have heard this uh, doing the rounds on the news today, of drug-related deaths after Sweden and the UK, uh, continuing a previous trend, a death death toll uh, three times the European average. That's very concerning, that's very worrying. Uh, In its Irish briefing on the report, the Health Research Board said cocaine became the second most common main problem uh, drug reported in 2019 after previously being the third most common drug. Uh, so cocaine is really getting up there. And I don't know whether this pandemic is, uh, you know, adding to more drug use or whatever. I'm sure it probably is. But all these are pr- probabilities and hypotheses and all that. We don't have any facts for that. Uh, but you can imagine if, if alcohol seems to be showing uh, signs of increase in sales and so on, I'm sure the same could probably be said for drugs. But it said uh, cocaine now accounted for 24% of all treatment cases compared to just 8% in 2013. So then, uh, I want to talk about drug use in Ireland today and ask if you think we have lost the war against drugs and what we can do about it. There have been many calls for drug reform in Ireland with some saying decriminalisation is the answer. For example, the Green Party are in favour now of shifting drugs policy from a criminal justice approach to a public health approach. Today, I want to talk about decriminalisation. Would you be in favour of it? Many people uh, kind of had this perception of drug users as strung out uh, drug addicts on the streets of, of, of our cities on heroin and so on. But many people are taking drugs whom you just wouldn't expect are doing drugs. And I know we hear this all the time. Maybe you don't have uh, drug takers in your circle or maybe you just don't know you have drug takers in your circle of friends. Teachers, solicitors, barristers, even some Gardaí uh, are, uh, have and, and, and possibly uh, taking drugs like cocaine. It has become a thing now that on a night out in Ireland doing cocaine is just as popular if not uh, more popular than having a pint of beer. Some people believe drugs for personal use should be decriminalised. However others say it is a slippery slope and that if people take drugs no matter how small they should be punished under the law. I want to get your thoughts on this today. Would you be in favour of decriminalising drugs for personal use and we're not talking about just hash and cannabis in this we're talking about the harder drugs as well is it time now I know it's not on the highest of priorities at the moment but we have to discuss other things uh, other than Covid because the world still ticks on and the world still uh, goes round and round and uh, drugs is still an issue no matter a pandemic or not so Bonnie you're live on Classic Kids how are you Bonnie? I'm good how are you? Not too bad go ahead Bonnie what do you think? Um, well like right I I've been brought up in a small town, and there's about maybe three thousand people. I'd say sixty percent of the people in this town have tried drugs and really? on drugs. Oh, but that's the thing. Unless you are or have taken drugs, you do not realise what other people are doing. Mm. Like I smoke weed. So I look at certain people and go, oh, yeah, you smoke weed because of the way we are, you know, the way we dress, the way we talk, the way we act. You know, somebody has done something in their life. Uh It's like I have friends who are heroin addicts. I have friends who are ex drinkers. I have friends who are alcoholics. I have friends who still take drugs. And I'm sitting there looking at them going, Okay, fair enough. I can understand parties on the weekend. You've got nothing to do. You've got no family. 
So yeah, fair enough. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Then I look at people who actually do have families, who are married, who go to work every day on a Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. They go to the pub and they take drugs, but they still work every day of their lives. They're still paying. Yeah, so they're, 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 they could they're possibly be drug addicts, but they're functioning. Yeah. Yeah. So so so, so the likes of of cocaine, sort of in a casual use or whatever, doesn't have the same effect as someone who may be addicted to the likes of heroin and that, which have very, very instant sort of physical effects on on people. Exactly. Like today, I would not, in my right mind, turn around and go, heroin should be legalized. That drug destroys people's lives. I have watched 15, 16 and 17 year old children taking this drug on the the streets of Dublin Uh and being kicked out at home. And... I can understand where their parents are coming from. They don't want this in their house. They don't want it affecting their little you're, brothers. You're, and you're talking about heroin here. Yeah, I, I've and always been. Fa- I, I, yeah, I've always been fascinated by that, Bonnie. You know, and it's a it's a whole social discussion. And I'm sure there are many many people out there who are experts in this. Um, there's uh, many fa- people who tell you there's functioning heroin addicts out there I, that can do everything. There probably are, but it always fascinates me though since I was since I was a young lad that if you can see, I mean, these communities can see the devastation that heroin causes to people. That you, yeah. it's plain to see for everybody who lives in a big city. Yeah. Yes, or small cities, or, or small. Or small Small towns, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. But I suppose that um, stereotypical uh, zombie-like big person who, who is very sick and usually rambling around yeah. a big city. But if that's in plain sight, you you would wonder why anyone would go near that drug. You know, you would think that would be enough of an incentive not to take it. Yet it still happens, which, which you know, yeah. I suppose shows the power but, of drugs and drug pushers and so on. It's not entirely that. It's people going out to parties taking so many drugs that they don't even know what they're doing. Okay. And then somebody passes this drug along and go, oh, look, this is even better. Then they love it. Then they, because they've already taken drugs, they like the effect that it's given them. Yeah. So then they go chasing for it. And then eventually no other drug matters bar heroin. Then, then that, that drug, because it's highly addictive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 110%. Have you ever I, tried heroin? Once hated it, never wanted to do it again. I didn't like the fact that I could kind of almost see what was still going on, but physically and mentally couldn't do anything and what about did, what it. did it do to you when you took it? Hallucinations? I, did, I just, I couldn't move. I was sat in the corner and I was like, oh, it was like, I don't know, it was like a really, really, really bad nightmare. It was like something you couldn't get out of. It was just... My mind wasn't in the right place. And yeah. most of the people I talked to, they were like, I just, I'm taking this drug to get away from everything that's happened to me in my life, the good and the bad, and I just want to be stuck in this moment. Wow. What, what, what a sho- yeah, what a shocking way to be, isn't it? Like, that's, yeah. that, that's, it's sad. You know, and I know we yeah. all give out about drug addicts and the whole lot, but that's a sad situation if your life is that way that you want that kind of reaction yeah. in your head to get away from the other real life events, you know? Yeah. And that's why, like, I look at heroin addicts on the street and just, I want to give them a hug because I know that they've not had a hug or from somebody who actually cares, Mm. you know, and it's just like, look, mate, it doesn't matter how bad life gets. Yeah. One foot in front of the other, like. Yeah, for sure. There's a way out of this kind of thing. there is, but, okay, but well, well, uh, talk to me then about, um, before I go to Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, hang on the line, but talk to me about decriminalisation then and, and in relation to sort of picking and choosing drugs, Bonnie. You've some experience, you know, a yeah. little bit with heroin and, and right. obviously weed as well. But what always fascinates me is that people will say, well, yes, decriminalise drugs, right, but not heroin, no way. And also, you know, but, the, but, but then we sort of decriminalise the likes of methadone, which is like a, 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 yeah, a state-available drug. drug, essentially. So <laughs> it's seen as a lesser... Well, it's, no, oh, yeah, well, I suppose addicts yeah, are this... going on this and staying on this for their life because it's almost just as good and they don't have to pay for it. And they go to the doctors or they go to the chemist every day. They don't have to go looking for it. Yeah. They don't have to get money for it. So then, so then how do we pick and choose what drugs to sort of regulate? Uh, right. You know, like, like if, if, let's say, for instance... The her- way I look at it is, right... When my child is 18 years of age, would I prefer him to be out and about on the street drinking alcohol, causing fights? Yeah. Or would I prefer him to be sat at home smoking a bit of weed and just gouching out with his friends? 
Yeah, it, I, I, I mean, that's the way well, I look at it. But it, when it comes to ecstasy and speed and coke, you don't know what they are putting in it. Yeah, well, that's it. And ultimately, and, that's what it is. You don't know what's going in it. And fentanyl is go. Fentanyl at the moment is almost as bad as heroin. It is ruining people's lives. They're putting it in coke. They're putting it in speed. They're putting it in literally everything. Okay. Even your hash, I wouldn't even trust. Explain to me then why that's going or what, what the logic around that is. or, or, or Right, fentanyl. or Do you know they even put talcum powder or flour in speed and coke? And yeah, all I've heard of that before. Yeah. All right, yeah. No, they do it because, right, if you are a drug dealer and you're paying, say, I don't know, like 100 quid for an ounce of speed, and you can go away, and there's 28 grams in that, and you can go away and you can put an extra 10 grams of flour inside it. Mm-hmm. You're, you're making profit straight away. And the thing is with heroin, or with Coke, it's 100 euros, almost 100 euros a gram. You get a 10-minute buzz where you can buy speed at 20, 30 euros a gram, and you can get a whole night speed effect out of it. Right. But but it would seem that drug users are fully aware of it's almost yes. like watering down whiskey or something like that. Yes, so it's to it's exactly. to, you know to 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 lengthen the amount they have, the supply they yeah. have and 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 more profit. It's the way the way the world works in any industry including the illegal drug industry I'd imagine. Exactly. Uh, so not only do you have these people sort of relying on these drug addicts or drug uh, pushers, drug yeah. um uh, sellers to to supply them with their 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 fix. These guys are actually putting more dangerous stuff into it that can do more yeah. damage to the to the yeah. drug addicts. Because I I I I I heard recently actually on tragi- tragically a couple of deaths uh, in 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 Dublin not so long ago on that and and it's almost it's almost inevitable at this stage when you hear two three drug related deaths you kind of even me as as just a person who's not into drugs hasn't ever done anything I've just been around the discussion I suppose yeah. you kind of go oh there must be a bad batch doing the rounds in Dublin. And, and, that, and that's how open this whole thing is. Oh, yeah, but that's the truth. And you know, you just don't go to that drug dealer because he's got a bad batch. So they go looking for somebody else. Mm. So but that person, the, like, when you're a dealer, you haven't just got one person you're selling to. You're selling to 20, 30 people. So you, you're making your decent-sized profit. Mm. They're making a mingy profit because they're having to cut it down because the dealers already cut it down from the first part. Do you know what I mean? By the time you actually get your drugs in this country, it's most probably been cut 10 times with all different stuff. So unless you supply people with drug testing kits that are going to parties so you can turn around and go, this is exactly what is in your drugs, people aren't really going to care. In relation then to your weed taking, and you seem to. Oh, that's sprayed with so many chemicals you don't even want to know. And why do you keep doing it then? Right, this is the thing, right? If you went away and grew your own, like, say, we'll take America, for instance, you can grow maybe four or five plants, right? And that's your personal use. I think in England, you can, is it one I think you can grow in England? But that's under certain legislation, I think it is. Okay. Not entirely sure on that one. One hash plant, but essentially, yeah. Weed plant. Weed plant. Hash is say. different. Hash comes from your weed plant. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, right. So if you grew your own weed plant, right, yeah. say for instance, what would you use? Plant food. So what would you normally play, pla- use on your own garden plant? Yeah. Mat- feed, all that, right? So then that's not chemicals as such. It is, but it's make, it's just making it flower. It's making it sure. grow. And yeah, yeah, as yeah. any plant you would look after. Uh-huh. When you are buying from drug dealers... from uh, are, yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's been cultivated and land it, yeah. God knows where, yeah. They could be using, like, A-grade fertiliser for farming and stuff like that. Unless they wash their plants out, you don't know what on earth, you, you, the side effects of it. I know a few lads there a couple of years ago who got a batch. They ended up in hospital and the doctors turned around and went, you aren't the only three people who have been in here for the last few days smoking this stuff. There's been a few other people and yeah. it's because of the fertiliser they were using and they never washed it out. So that's why you're getting these symptoms. Okay, then, to, to, to sum up, because I have to move on to someone else, Bonnie. It's, yeah. it's been enlightening, I have to say, speaking to you. Uh, but to sum up then, in relation to decriminalisation or regulation, whatever the case may be, so you have a case where if your own plant there, you're pretty happy with what you're putting on it and you're pretty, you, you think yeah. it's pretty safe and you think the risks aren't, aren't that, that, that big a deal, right? Then yeah. you have uh, these people ending up in 
hospital because they're getting it from uh, God knows where, right? Yeah. So then are we to say, is it better then for governments to start saying, right, we can see the, the, the trade-off here. We need to yeah. just regulate this, this drug. And, and, and then my question, second question is, which drugs do we regulate? Well, straight away, I would turn around and go, right, at 18 you were allowed to drink, so you were allowed to smoke your own plants. If you go, I think the black market should be gone. I think in this day and age, you should be entitled to smoke a bit of weed. We used to many, many moons ago before um, we made it illegal. And then to turn around and go, actually, it's got no beneficial things. It's, it just makes you lazy. It does this, it does that. How come we went from hating it to loving it to now back to loving it? There's got to be a reason. Mm-hmm. And people have got to see that smoking a bit of weed, you can still go to work every day. When you're taking ecstasy and you're taking speed and you're taking coke, you have a come down. You are then not only affecting yourself, but you're affecting your kids, you're affecting your workplace, you're affecting Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. because you're on the come down. Not only from the drug that you have taken the night before, but you know just as much as me, people who take drugs also drink an awful lot of alcohol. Mm So, so, so yeah, so so you're into dangerous territory there. Hang on a second, Bonnie, because I want to bring Jimmy in on this. Jimmy, yeah. good afternoon. You're on Classic Hits. How are things? Good, Mike. Go ahead, Jimmy. What do you reckon? Decriminalisation then. Where, where, do, where do we well, start or do we start at all? Would decriminalising drugs, would that make them more available or less available? Um, Bonnie? Who wants probably, to go finding them? Pro- yeah. If they're there in front of you, why would you go looking? If you well, can walk into I, a shop and buy it, why would you go texting all your friends? Why would you, you know? Well, I mean, I'm probably J- J- Jimmy's point is the age-old well, point that you make this stuff available legally, Bonnie, and the drugs. people who would never have dreamt of getting it illegally are going to start getting it legally. That's drugs, I assume what Jimmy's drugs, saying. Drugs, Nile, Mike, yeah. Mike, drugs. Hello. Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Drugs were legal in Ireland via head shops, and I remember seeing shops in a couple of different places where what they had to do was get a fishing rod from the upstairs window, put down in a sock, put the cash into the sock and they put the drugs back down to you. That's how dangerous it was. Who is going to want to sell drugs? Legalising drugs, anybody who suggests legalising drugs isn't aware of the problems associated, the mental problems, the crime. That's not going to go away. People mm. are still going to need money for them. I think there, 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 there are two trains of thought here though. There's legalisation and there's decriminalisation and legalisation is, is starting to open up shops selling them. Decriminalisation, Jimmy, for the moment is I, I assume more a short term problem in that stop locking people away, treat it as a public health measure rather than a yeah. criminal measure and we'll yeah. start easing this out, education, you know, yeah. uh, and so on and that will hopefully resolve the problem but it's out of control at the moment. If you look at the statistics that come from Europe about cocaine use in Ireland and look at the statistics that are coming today about coronavirus in Ireland, they're very similar. Right. Young people. So they're gathering and they're taking these drugs and there's nobody, there's nobody like people who are saying a bit of cannabis and he goes to work every day. How is he going to work every day? Is he driving to work? Going on a motorcycle? Because you can't drive under the influence of drugs. Cannabis stays in your blood for, I don't know, at least six weeks. I know heroin has gone over after a couple of days, but anybody listening to this program who has a child who was on cannabis or who is on cannabis or who has died because of cannabis, cannabis is not a harmless drug. There are several different strands of cannabis. Mm-hmm. There's cannabis that come out of Jamaica, South Africa. There's bushweed. There's all different types of weed, different strengths. And stuff that you grow at home is no use. There's no buzz out of it. Mm-hmm. No kick out of it. But it's not f- the same as imported weed. But you do realise you can buy seeds on the internet, and your weed can come into. You can buy seeds, and they come in. You don't at like get the sunlight in Ireland to grow weed, and if you grow it under the lights, under under the the, the, the electric lights, it isn't the same. Anybody listening to you smoke knows about cannabis. Know that the best. I won't say the best, but the stuff that they favour is weed that's coming out of here from Jamaica. South America are coming out of South Africa. That's the best weed because it need the heat. You need the sunlight, natural sunlight, but. It, it's the damage that it's doing to society. There's no place, as you said yourself there, and you're right, about these young people are kicked out of home because the parents don't know how to deal with it. There's no help available. You've got somebody who's over the drug rehabilitation and are CEOs, imagine. You need people who have been in prison because of drugs, who have gone on these courses. They know how to help these young people, but because they don't have 
or they have criminal records or qualifications. These are the people you need on these boards. These are the ones. But you're talking about young people, you Jimmy. People the, 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 these reports, these reports this liberal, are... This liberalism, this liberal uh, agenda hmm. has failed. And but the, what, these reports are revealing that more and more professional people are taking Mothers and fathers, CEOs, teachers, yeah. you name it, people Doctors. are taking drugs. Doctors. Yes. And it's not just That's illegal drugs, all... it's prescription drugs. Yeah, but, but what is wrong? Drug addiction, drug addiction is sorry, the sorry. symptom. What's the problem? Sorry, Bonnie, what go ahead. What is the problem? Bonnie, go ahead yeah, for a second. Right. One, sec- one sec, Jimmy. Go ahead, Bonnie. You can, right, you've got to look at it. They're in what we would most probably class, not maybe teachers as much, but high-pressure jobs. These are jobs that you are taking home with you. So to relax for like 20 minutes, it's like you going home every day and having a bottle of wine. You know, people, different people find different ways to relax. Different people find different ways to cope with what is happening in this day and age. Okay, Jim, we are Jim, not Jim, what Jim, we l- need to uh, be. Fair enough, Jimmy. Let me ask you that question then. Do you do you uh, buy the comparison? Uh, between alcohol, which is heavily regulated but abused and misused by many people around the country, do you buy that comparison with weed, hash, whatever the case may be? That that uh, side of the, of the drug game. Well, do you do you agree with that leads, comparison, or is it a nonsense? One leads to the other, and the, 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 like alcoholism is the same. Yeah. If you if you look at the moment, we are in the middle of a health crisis never seen before in living memory. Oh, I know. Coronavirus. Mm. But if you listen to the news, it's all about nightclubs, restaurants that sell alcohol, pubs. It's all about yes. it's all about alcohol related. Yeah. They want to bully their way to open all these they don't care about anything. All they want is their alcohol. They're not worried about the coronavirus. They're not worried so the society needs to look at why have we such an alcohol addiction in this country and why do are we selling alcohol in supermarkets where the majority of people going in do not want to see it there. Why, why is this? Why don't they just have off licenses or pubs? Open the pubs if you want to sell alcohol. Okay. But the temptation is there for people in supermarkets. Then you're going into the drug thing. If people go back to the pubs, they will get drugs. Okay, so- bo- bo- both of you hang on a second. I'm dead late for a break. We'll, we'll deal with that now in a second. I will come back to both of you, Bonnie and James. Uh, 1854-10-494. Interesting discussion today on decriminalising, uh, to decriminalise or not to decriminalise uh, drugs because uh, the Green Party seem to be in favour of like making it a public health issue rather than a criminal issue which it has been for so long. It's a time now we changed our view on drugs. I know again it's not the top priority thing at the moment but we're blue in the face about COVID-19. It's here at the moment. I think we're also frustrated with it at the moment and and understanding as well there are other issues at play here and one of those is drugs. Uh, So let's discuss it today. 1850 410 or WhatsApp or text 087-188-0008. Bonnie there's a WhatsApp message here. I'm going to play it for you right and I'm going to give you the right to respond okay? Yeah. Will you have a listen to it? Right, here we go. How can you come on to a national radio station and advocate the use of drugs as if there as if there's no harm whatsoever? Smoking a bit of weed is no harm, she says. I mean just by the sounds of her voice, it's done her a heap, a heap of harm already. Well I know people who went to school who have smoked weed at the back of the school while you were on your school break and I've seen some of them nowadays walking around no jobs, no hope, deadbeats, and all fell into stronger stuff. So saying that smoking weed is no harm. I mean, get a grip of yourself. Okay, Bonnie, what do you reckon to that? Right. I, right. The thing is, right, you've got to look at it this. Like I said earlier, you've got to look at it this way, right? You have teenage kids drinking. They turn in. They can turn into deadbeats. They can turn into having no jobs. And whichever walks of life you come from, you can turn. You don't. You don't have this built in from a very young age. Or oh, this is what I'm going to do. It's what happens in your life who makes you. I'm sat on the dole. I don't want to be sat on the dole. I went to college last year. But when I was in when I was in secondary school, I had I was having problems at home. I took drugs. I took I was drinking. The social worker sent me home. I was doing whatever I was, what I was doing. But I was I was raising three other kids. I was raising four kids with my boyfriend. 
you know, because his mum was an alcoholic and couldn't look after them. Right, okay. I learned, I learned an awful lot as a teenage kid. I learned an awful lot as an adult. I'd love to go and help kids not take drugs. I'd love to teach kids that drugs is not the way to go. But at the same time, people who, kids come from all walks of life. And they will still take drugs. They will still drink alcohol. Okay. They will still kill some. They could still kill somebody. They could still harm somebody. Okay. If well, you, I, as a person, if you want to make your own life and okay. your own step. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's uh, that's your response to that. Hang on, Bonnie, please, uh, and Jimmy as well. Malcolm, you're yeah. live in classic. It's how are you, Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm, I have you switched on wrong. Hang on a second now. Do a bit of jiggery pokery, and there you are, Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm. Hi. How are you? Yes, I can. You're live in Classic Kids. Go ahead, Malcolm. Um, I just want to weigh in a little bit and make uh, um, a quick, um, what you call it, point. If we go back in history, alcohol has always been something that has been used to, say, you know, during the times of prohibition. And, you know, alcohol does a whole lot worse uh, or more harm to people than actually smoking weed now. In my lifetime, I've never smoked anything other than weed, and that's over 30 years that I've been smoking. Okay. I'm very functional. I go to work. I'm not on the dole. I'm, you know, I'm, I do my, I mean, everything that I need to do. Father of children, you know, and I find also that my wife tends to have better conversations with me when I've smoked weed, when I'm relaxed. So it depends on, I think, chemistry in each individual's uh, body because it's the, the body chemistry is different from you know different people and sure. definitely the way things react to other people may be different so if you find that your brain chemistry cannot handle it you know that's where alcohol i mean that's where you know uh, perhaps uh, you know people becoming dependent on it becomes uh, an issue and you know if you need some health uh, help yeah. You know, go, go get but that, but I, I suppose, I suppose, Mal- Malcolm, that's the same. But alcohol is what you're saying. So, I mean, if you take a drink or a couple, which many people we all know do, and say, you know what, doesn't agree with me, and they just don't take drink, then unfortunately there are people it doesn't agree with, but they can't get off the stuff. And that's exactly the same with, with drugs, is what you're saying, or with weed use. That if, you, if it doesn't, it's, it may not agree with someone. Fine, uh, but that doesn't mean we should ban it for everybody. That's right, because yeah. there are some other people that can function with it, that, that actually function better with it. Would you, would you, know, you, would you say, would you say my, sorry to jump in, I have so many questions about this. Would you say it's, um, I'll put it this way, what would you be like without constant weed juice? Would you be angry, irritable, ratty, that kind of stuff? Or, like, does it, does it help, yeah, does it help you, you almost get, medicinally? I find, I find it's medicinal for me because I find sometimes I get a little bit, a little bit, um, you know, snappy. I'm, I'm irritable sometimes, and uh, things irritate me quicker. Yeah. But when I'm when I'm when I'm under the influence, let me put it that way, I find that things are not as uh, uh, serious and not as uh, I mean uh, not as serious as I would normally take them, and I don't get as, as irritable as I perhaps would be. Uh-huh. And I'm a little bit more uh, uh, receptive to different opinions and stuff, you know. So I I see that I'm able to identify that. Okay. Uh, is everybody else able to identify that? Perhaps okay. not. Let, 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 let me bring Jimmy in here. Jimmy, there you have a situation where, you know, it's almost medicinal for Malcolm. He's been doing it for 30 years. He's not exactly on the wrong side well, of the tracks. Uh, he Malcolm, has kids. He's a father. He's a functioning man. Malcolm is speaking for himself. I'd like to hear his wife's side of the story, his children. I don't know. But anyway, you look at, you look at take some examples of, of celebrities who, who have taken, and I only mentioned a few to you, like, say, Bob Geldof's daughter. You have Amy Winehouse. They blame the breakdown of their parents' marriage. You have uh, Jerry Ryan, the same thing. He was a celebrity here in Ireland. And uh, Phil Linnett and these people didn't know his father. And these things have impacts on... The broken homes impact children in a devastating way that some parents don't acknowledge the damage that they do when they split up the family. Uh, OK, but M- Malcolm's point all along is that this happens with any sort of substance, be it alcohol sure. or anything legally or illegally. Unfortunately, there are going to be situations where it's devastating. Maybe it's a, it's a people use it as a hallucinogenic to get away from tough times in their lives. That happens. That happens with alcohol, but we legalise that. What are we well, so scared of with the likes of weed and cannabis, Jimmy? Well, there's a, there's a saying in the United States where they actually call it dope smoke dope, become a dope. And a lot of these dope, or potheads, they call them in the States, 
these potheads think that they function well and they're all buzzing and they're you know they're great crack. That's what they think. Well, do you think? You, do you think? Do you think Malcolm is a dope? I've seen a crack, I've seen a pothead in business wreck his whole business deliberately with a temper because of his, of a downside of weed that he got. It's the effects of the weed. There's people listening here who know what I'm listening out there. There was a saying in the eighties: if you smoke, if you take coke, you need a gun. If you take cannabis, you need a knife. Well, I, like I, I, the prisons I, I, in this country are full. Okay. Like Malcolm is maybe maybe one uh, one example. And Malcolm is a lot of people I know who smoke dope. And they're in their 50s and 60s smoking and they think they're perfect, but they just fly off the handle over the least little thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I mean, the, the argument is in relation to our prisons Erratic. being full. The, the prisons are full with drug addicts. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but it, it, the system we have at the moment is that those people can't readily get drugs, which many of society will say, thank God for that. But others will say, well, look, if there was some form of regulation here, you wouldn't have Johnny drug addict robbing uh, a granny's handbag. You wouldn't have them breaking into homes or whatever because there is access to that and health this has always been the argument and it's it's to regulate the drug market insofar as look let's let's stop trying to talk about zero covid let's start stop trying to look at zero drug addiction let's look at allowing some drug addicts come to a safe space to receive some drugs but also to receive the help uh, now I know there's so much objection to that, and and it's it's sort of it's very divisive but th- you know that's the sort of idea being played around at the moment Jimmy well, to the parents listening to your program today, they know different. To okay. those affected by drugs, know different. Like Johnny drug addict, as you call him, or ma- mags, or whatever, or whatever, you want to call female, him. male, doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Well, like they don't just want; they do shoplifting for other stuff to sell to like to make money to make money to buy other stuff. It's not just for the drugs. Mm, okay. They get into that lifestyle of shoplifting, of of prostitution, of of. Uh, criminality of other kinds Okay and well I, 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 I have to go to a break jo, jo, sorry Jimmy to cut across you just Malcolm you wanted to come in there just respond Yeah go ahead. I wanted to ask Jimmy a question have you had anybody within your family that's had a real adverse effect or reaction to drugs and that could also you know explain some of your uh, uh, opinions towards mm-hmm. this because it's a personal thing but you can't generalize that because not everybody, like I said, it's all about your, you know, body chemistry, brain chemistry, whatever it is. And you might be have been unlucky that someone else has felt or fallen, you know, on the wrong side of this. How often, do you smoke can- how often do you smoke cannabis? Every day. And do you drive? I'm driving right now. Yeah, and you smoke cannabis every day. So you have a total disrespect for the law and for road users. That is not, that is not true because I don't no. smoke during the day. I smoke at night. And it's still in your system. It's still in your system. Jimmy, answer the question though. Have you, and if it's too personal, avoid it and we'll understand where you're coming from, but uh, 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 have you had any experience with someone suffering very badly from drugs? I know people, I'm not saying if they're in my family or they're not in my family. Okay. But, but I know people who are dead from drugs. I mm. went to a man, I went to see a man who was dying of cancer and he got so bad in the last couple of days that he couldn't even roll the spliff himself. Other mm. people were rolling the spliff and putting it in his mouth. He was sucking the lollipop. That's how addicted to cannabis I, I, I know, but I, I think, Malcolm, if, you, if, if I understand where you're coming from, it's a sort of the guy I know approach, and that affects people's ability to cannabis is lo- no lo- look at statistics and so on and look at it holistically in a way. Because if you know somebody who's had a very bad reaction to drugs, it's going to influence your opinion, and I completely understand that. But 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 it's not. But what Malcolm's trying to say is, it's not the case with everybody. And you could say that alcohol has, if not more, damaging effect on on some people. Yet we do well, legalise and regulate it's it. It's the case with everybody who I know who smokes cannabis long term. Okay, hang on, everyone, if you can, uh, and we'll take more as well to eighteen fifty four ten four nine four. Got to take a very quick break. Should we decriminalise drugs? All drugs. Well. <laughs> I suppose you're always going to come back to the cannabis argument, aren't you? Because some people say just cannabis. But let's talk about all the different drugs, right? Should we regulate it? So we, should we decriminalise it? And that's not saying we open up shops all over the place uh, to sell drugs. That's to say, take it away from the criminal side of our society and bring it into the public health side of our society. So let me know what you think. 1850 410 494. Martin, you've done that. You're live in Classic Kids. How are you, Martin? Not so bad, mate. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, Malcolm's on the other line as well. Uh, he reckons that it should be decriminalised and that he uses weed every day and has done for the last 30 years. What's your opinion, Martin? Well, I mean, uh, I worked in central London for a number of years, so mm-hmm. I know what affects, you know, lifestyle um, 
drugs have on people. Uh, I've tried working with people, you know, that have been users of all, all types of drugs. Um, and, yeah, generally speaking, I've not had really much of a, a happy existence with them, you know, because, again, drugs affect people's uh, mental states, mental capacities, uh, mood swings, you, you name it. So it's like any substance abuse, whether it's drinks abuse or drug abuse. You know, I, I've often, as I said, I've been very fortunate myself that I've not had a, a situation where I've, you know, succumbed to substance abuse as an escape for whatever's been going wrong in me. And by, by the way, Martin, when you say you worked alongside people or with people, were you in that um, sort of field, uh, uh, working with addicts, or you just happened upon them? No, well, the, the, the two things that I've done in my life, one is I've worked in uh, in commerce in, in central London. Okay. Uh, second is, is that I've also been a volunteer on a number of helplines okay. in, my, in my time. So, you know, I've met people at both ends of the spectrum, you know, uh, on the last legs, uh, and also people who are trying to you know, get by in life, you know, with, with tough jobs and what have you, uh, and tough family situations. And, yeah, people fall back onto on, onto substances as, sometimes as a form of escape from not facing up to reality themselves or, you know, they haven't got a real handle on what, what's happening to them. So, yeah, I mean, there are all sorts of, you know, reasons why people get involved in substance abuse. But I would say on the whole, my my... my so I won't, from my own personal point of view, is I'm, I'm so glad I've not been in a situation where it's had that effect on my life. Because, okay. Well, well, you know, uh, yeah, I, 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 wouldn't go, I wouldn't go down that route. Okay. And, and it's a conscious decision not to go down that route because at the end of the day, you know, our bodies are designed to function without these things perfectly well. So we don't need these things to, to actually function. Okay. Well, that, with that opinion in mind then, uh, do you believe, I s- assume then, that we have a zero tolerance approach and that we keep on that criminal, uh, criminalising uh, drug addicts and so on and getting as many off the street, putting them in prison, uh, well, you know, that, going around in the same circles I'm, as I'm, we've been I'm going around? Bit, I'm a little bit softer in the sense that I would much prefer that the state puts its energies into rehab rather than, you know, opening, you know, these... These, these centres that they're trying to do at the moment isn't the answer. That money should be going into actual rehab. The education to get these people off the drugs and off the dependencies and actually realising you know, what life is about and how self-contained they are without these drugs. But the, you know, the, there you that's have, the education of it all. You know? There you have Mar- uh, Malcolm and you're free to come in now, Malcolm. I've only a couple of minutes uh, left in this era but I assume you, you, you're not seeking help or anything, Malcolm. You don't want to get off the weed, do you? No, I don't. I function well with it. I don't need help. Uh, nobody's ever had. Listen, I've I've had people that have, you know, been on 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 weed, and the minute they smoke, they get you know really really rowdy, and they want to fight. They want to do this. They want to do that. It just makes me mellow. I think better. I actually come up with great ideas. It's it's kind of like it, it makes me. Uh, what you call creative in my mind sometimes, and some people use it as a creative ex- escape, as opposed to you know trying to escape from physical or or mental issues that they may be having or problems they may be having. So you have to look at it from different lines. That's why I come up. I'm not a scientist, but I know that there is you know what you yeah. call and, you, you know, you, I, I, and by the way, reactions. Yeah, I should to, should say to, I, I should say as well. Sorry, I, I, I'm short on time, but I should say that we're not advocating the use of weed or anything. We're just talking about your personal experience, and you're not coming up yeah. either and sort of saying everybody should use it. What you are saying is that you use it, you find it good for yourself, uh, and you think maybe if it's regulated, that other people could, uh, I suppose, have it uh, responsibly or whatever. Listen, I, I do have to take a break. Thank you both for your calls, though, Martin and Mal- uh, Malcolm. Uh, if you want to get involved in this, eighteen fifty four ten four nine four. I'm not advocating any drug use, by the way. It, as it stands, it is illegal. And, uh, you know, I stand by the law of the land right now. But the fact of the matter is we have to talk about it because despite it being illegal, a lot of people are using it. Uh, It's causing problems and it's not just causing problems for some uh, addicts who might be getting a bad batch of drugs. It's causing problems for lots of uh, sections of society, uh, you know, in in relation to burglaries and... and, uh, violence on the streets and, and so on. It is a big problem, so we have to do something about it, but there's no movement. And that there was a bit of movement before the pandemic came into play. Uh, there certainly was a lot of chat about um, uh, treatment clinics and so on and, and some drugs being allowed and, and all that. But sure, everything's gone by the wayside now. 
it's all COVID at the moment. So I don't know. We can't really sit and wait though because the problem is just going to get worse. As I said earlier on, there's no stats to back up that there's increased drug use. But, uh, you know, and, and maybe the drugs aren't moving as freely because of what's going on at the moment. But if, if, if there's a lot of evidence to say that alcohol use is on the up, I can only assume that drug use is on the up as well. If, as I say, the drug barons or whatever are still getting their drugs into the country, uh, which is possibly not the case. I don't know. Uh, it's all uh, assumptions at the moment. Uh, I want to speak to Jane. You're live in Classic Kids. How are you, Jane? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad at all, Jane. Thanks a million for calling in. Uh, tell us your situation, Jane. Um, okay, so I am currently at home dying with terminal cancer um, that I shouldn't actually have. The cancer that I have is not meant to you know, not meant to affect you until you're about 65. I'm 35 years old. I'm so sorry, um, Jane. Thank you very much. Um, and I am smoking marijuana. I am currently on 10 different types of tablets, which I take three times a day, not including my liquid morphine. I've had two massive operations. I've had half my organs removed. And... The chemo, the chemo is worse than all of that. When I go through the chemotherapy, I'm so sick. It's it's sometimes hard to mm-hmm. lift my head off the bed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the tablets, as much as they help, they don't work. Do you know, my anti-sickness tablets, I'm on two of them. And I could take both of them and throw up, like, you know, a half hour later. Whereas if I have the energy and if I get a moment where I'm not so sick that I can have a smoke of a joint then the weed then it gets rid of the nausea and I suppose if we're better use the term gives me the munchies and then I'm able to eat so so you're breaking up a slight bit Jane so just move move ever so slightly it it comes in and out uh, a little bit but okay so so you're going through this horrible experience you're going through this horrible illness uh, which is affecting you in so many ways and do you find then that marijuana is the only thing that really helps you with various types of pain or nausea is it it the only thing is it the best of the bunch it's the best. It's not the only thing. I'm not, I'm not coming on to be like, you know, everybody should smoke marijuana. I'm just saying for myself, like, it really helps. The tablets that I'm on are good, but they don't necessarily work all the time, whereas the weed will work mm. for me all of the time. And as a matter of interest, how, how did it come about then when you, you had sort of exhausted uh, all the various drugs and other therapies? Like, how did you come to the conclusion that this might work or how did you explore even sourcing the drug? Research. Um, so the first thing when I found out I had cancer, my partner is extremely intellectual and he did some research for me about CBD and how it affects you and everything else. And I started taking the CBD oil. And from the chemotherapy, I get bone pains because your white blood cells are produced in your bones. Uh Um, So I I can barely walk when I have my treatment. So the CBD is a muscle relaxant and it actually helps me. But of course, it's only got something like 0.0% of THC. So I looked into getting, well, my partner looked into getting me the THC oil. So um, I won't say how we got that, but we got that anyway. Um, And that was, to say it was amazing, like the difference in it was unreal. Yes. One of the the side effects I'm having is that from the operations that I had, I had my full hysterectomy. So I'm only 35 and I was thrown into the deep end of menopause. So how old are you? I'm 35. 35. And you say yes. it's, it's something that usually would affect you 65 plus, is it? Six, 65 years. C- can, I ask, can I ask what, what, what yes. the cancer is? It's ovarian cancer. Oh, it's ovarian cancer, yeah. Ovarian. Okay. So it got so bad that my ovary swelled with cancer so much, it burst through my bowel and then gave me bowel cancer. Okay. Um, so you can, affect, you can imagine with bowel cancer, obviously my diet, my food intake was extremely changed. And to get the chemotherapy, they recommend that you're a minimum of seven stone. And after my operations and not being able to eat, I had dropped down to five. Wow. Mm. Five stone at 35, 35 years old. It's not healthy. No, absolutely not. No. And in, in relation, by the way, to uh, what the, 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 the doctors and so, and so on say, I mean, have you told them that you're taking marijuana and taking other sorts of oils and so on? I have told them before when I first started my treatments, I told them I was was taking CBD oil. And because it's not recommended by the HSE, they cannot tell me 
either way whether I should take it or not. Okay. And it's the same with the THC. When I mentioned, and I only mentioned it to one doctor each time because the reaction that I got, I felt guilty for trying to make myself feel better. Um, but yes, no, the THC, it will... It helps so much, but they can't. I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, I have a family le- member in yeah, the legally they can't sort of. Yeah, legally course, they can't yeah. tell you keep it up or we'll give you more resources or, or, or whatever. But they've just got to. Yeah. I suppose. I, I think a lot of me- medical practitioners know that it certainly seems to help a lot of very ill people. Um, yeah. But but there's so many re- so much red tape there that they have to be very careful. I know that the likes of. Um, uh, Helena, you'll back me up on this, but Gene O'Kenny has been uh, a serious advocate, I think, of, 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 of the likes of this for terminally ill uh, people and people who are, are very ill with cancers and so on. Uh, and Ming Flanagan, I think, in the past as well. Are you becoming that advocate now, Jane, do you think, or is this is just something that's personal to you and you don't have the energy to be at that? Honestly, I would, from the experience I've had, I would definitely advocate for it. I'm not, I'm not saying everybody should go out and try weed. I'm not Sure, sure. yeah, 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 of course. I would, I was listening and was it was it Jimmy who said that he had seen somebody like, you know, go through drugs and, and die. Like I have had a personally, I've had a family member um, be a heroin addict and kill another family member. And now I'm down two people from my family, Do you know. So I look at that and I realize how people can see drugs as bad. Yeah. Right. But the difference between coke and heroin is it's man-made and washed down with bloody gasoline of all things like Weed, I could go out in my garden and put a weed seed in the ground, no pesticides, no anything, and there's a plant. Mm-hmm. And we all actually have, from the research that I have done and the research that my partner has done, we found that you actually have um, what's called an endocannabinoid system in your body already. So we have naturally produced, through millions of years of evolution, the ability to absorb weed. We haven't ab- we haven't like had the ability the ability to absorb like you know alcohol or anything uh-huh. like this, but we're naturally born with these yeah. endocannabinoids. I, I, I watched a very interesting thing actually recently, but the, 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 a little bit aside, but um, it was about the, a runner's high. I've been to running myself and jogging and all that, mm-hmm. and it actually this runner's high, and they were equating the chemical reaction in your body to be the exact same reaction that happens when someone smokes cannabis, and it's often the case when somebody runs and comes in from a very uh, a big jog or whatever, and you have this high, you think life is fantastic and of course it, it, it does kind of uh, in many cases um, see positive effects for mental health and so on uh, and also you'll find that people get munchies after they come in from a big session yeah. and so on <laughs> and they were saying that, that actually th- there is a natural ability for the body to produce that sort of high, uh, yeah. that, that, that cannabis and, and, and I'm not advocating for it but I have to be very careful in the position I'm at it's of illegal course. and I don't want to say go and do it but when mm-hmm. I hear someone like you Jane who is in, in, in a very difficult uh, you know, situation in life, and you're finding it uh, having a positive effect. It just seems so cruel not to have that available if it's if it's being positive for you, exactly. available legally. I mean, exactly. I mean, if you look at the likes of Colorado or like in America, they have taken the tax money that they have gotten from legalizing marijuana, and they've put it towards like homeless housing. There, you can actually tax the weed so much that like you can afford to give homeless people houses like I don't understand how we're not doing things like that we just listen to the news about the government and their 2% increase you know it makes sense what with Covid and everything and the fact that we're so scared like the rest of the country could come into a second wave we could be looking at recession like why would they not take something that is natural we have the ability to absorb it already in our sure. bodies and what- tax it Personal question, Jane, but at what stage of, of cancer are you at or is there, you know, are there, are there signs of improvement or, or how is... No, how is that? no, no. Um, so I am at stage four and we didn't find out I had cancer until I was at stage four. Okay. So statistically, and not to get morose or anything, like, you know, I'm not looking at it like this. I'm no, 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 that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time, but statistically, somebody my age with this cancer, I have roughly about five years. Okay. And I mean, I'm not going to spend, it's bad enough, I can't do a bucket list because of COVID, I can leave the country, I can, because of cancer, I can't leave my house. <laughs> yeah, um, I was going to say so, that in relation to the whole COVID thing, if the prognosis is, is around five years and we hope more or whatever the case may be, yeah. uh, how has, have, has it been with, with this? I mean, it's, it's, and I've heard from so many people who have cancers and so on. Uh, that I suppose you, you want to live to the fullest your, your last, and I'm not trying to make this miserable by the way, but no, I, you, you, you know, you want to live to the fullest your, your, your remaining years on the earth and obviously this is sort of affecting that or is it for you? No, it, it really is. I mean, at the moment, 
I couldn't leave the house anyway because I'm having my treatments. But I had my last treatment yesterday and hopefully, like, in a few months, I'll be able to go out and obviously masked up and, and all the precautions, I'd be able to, like, you know, go to the shops or, you know, just just go for walks. Mm. I couldn't at the moment now because the treatments, I'm not able to walk. But hopefully I would be able to do that later on. And I don't want to spend, like, what could be my last five years on the yeah. planet in pain. Yeah, of course. So that's why I'm like, if, I, if the marijuana works, I'm, I'm going to smoke it. You know, and do you believe then that you have a constant supply for yourself, or do you, is that now no, a new concern God for yourself? No. God no, no, you have to keep I mean, looking at that. If you watch the news at all over lockdown, all the guards were doing were seizing seizing marijuana left, right, and centre. It is so difficult. <laughs> to get right it's now. Got, sorry for laughing for a second, Jane, but no, I can't believe I can't believe you have been uh, you've, you've gone from thirty five year old suddenly having a, a terrible diagnosis with cancer, and you find yourself in this sort of drug environment and and, and watching the news in relation to, to drug halls and all that. What a bizarre situation to find it's yourself. A very bizarre situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know this? Like I'm just I was just a hairdresser going about my daily life yeah, and, yeah. and everything's turned on its head. Yeah. You know? Um Like was, I mean, if if yeah. anything I hope it highlights things today and I hope, you know, powers that be are listening. I'm not necessarily advocating it for you, but but I think from yeah. a human side, if 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 someone out there with authority can see that someone, you know, who's suffering so much like yourself, uh, is being aided somewhat uh by uh, can or by marijuana use or whatever that maybe yeah. it's it's not to say legal, legalize it immediately but at least take a look at it seriously again. But I mean, even if they didn't legalize it fully, even if they legalized it for medical use, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that would be something. Sorry, like, that's what I mean, medicinally, yeah. yeah, yeah. But over in England, they have um, one of the biggest England and funnily enough, I think it's Israel are two of the biggest producers of marijuana, but it's not legal in England. But they'll grow it and they'll get the money from the tax but they won't make it legal. And it is legal for a certain amount of medical recreational use, but it's so hard to get that it's easier to just go the black market and mm. get it dodgy. Okay, well, you listen, know? Jane, I've got, I got to wrap it up there, but thank you so much for coming on and being so honest, and I wish you well, problem, okay? Thank and, you so much. Thanks a million. Take care of yourself, Jane. All the best. Uh, that's Jane, and I, but, but, uh, who has a terminal cancer and, and is finding that uh, various types of oils and uh, marijuana as well is helping with her pain and she's going through uh, horrendous pain at the moment. Uh, but I, I should state, by the way, of course, that is one story and it may not have that same effect on everybody and I would no way encourage anybody to go any sort of black market in relation to drugs. There are many, many medical practitioners in this country who say that it is the wrong way to go, that it doesn't help, it can exacerbate symptoms and so on. So, you know, we've got to listen to all sides of that. I'm just taking that on as, as a personal story and sympathising with, with, with her uh, in that regard as well. But I'm not advocating for it. You know, you can go do your own research or whatever, lobby if you want to do that. I know, as I say, there are some politicians... Uh, raising it continuously um, and uh, it, it, isn't it worth the discussion at least? Isn't it worth uh, listening to those people who are advocating uh, it uh, even if you immediately don't agree with it but uh, listening to that personal story uh, it certainly sort of rings home that um, you know there's something in this uh, that maybe medicinally it could work. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.